All right, everybody, this is going to be part three to our lecture on Rhythms of God's People. And I'm going to talk to you today uh, for this last part about the church scattered. So in the first part, we talked about the church gathered. Then we talked about the ordinances, baptism, the Lord's Supper is two of the principal things that church gathered does to remember and rehearse God's mighty acts in the world. And now we're going to talk about the church scattered. And this is what I want you to see before I even show you my screen. The church gathers and then the church scatters. And the church is formed as a people and then it goes goes out into the world to bring more people into that formation. And so that's what the scattered life of the church is, but that's rooted in our gathered life. And if we have a weak view of what it means to be together as a gathered people, we probably will have a pretty passive approach to what our scattered life looks like together. We need both of these things. We need the church and we need its mission. We need the church's life together and we need the church's life on mission. We need to be formed and forged, and then we need to be released out into the world to make disciples. And so let me share my screen with you. There's just one slide, and this is very short, like I promised, uh, and I want you to be able to, uh, to walk through this with me. So what does the church scatter do? Well, a few things, and I can list a lot of things here, but they show the love of God to the world. Mercy ministry is a way of doing this. They show the love of God to the world. They go out into the world and they bring the presence of Christ in word or deed to the world around them. So they look to see where there's injustice, and they go to try to bring justice and righteousness to that place. They look at where there's not peace, they go and they try to bring peace to that place. They look at where there's darkness, and they try to bring light to that place. So they build things. They invest in things that look like the kingdom. They are proclaimers of the mercies of Jesus, and they show those mercies in action. Okay, so they go out into the world having received and been reminded and remembered and rehearsed all of what God has done for them. They go out into the world as a people forgiven, freed, and in fellowship with God to extend that to the world around them. So mercy ministry, they show the mercy of Jesus. Another thing that the church scattered does is they practice the one another's publicly. They share their life together. Now, this is my concern with small groups generally and with small groups as they're often practiced in the South, which is they basically become enclaves that there's no access point to. It's fine to have family dinners. It's fine to fellowship together. It's fine for that to be the dominant thing that you do as a scattered group of Christians, but the windows have to be open. Like the door, there can be a screen door left on the door, but it's got to be accessible so that others can come in and enjoy that. If not, it just looks like a feast that no one else can get to, or a feast in a hungry world that nobody else knows is happening. And so we can practice the one another's. We can love one another and care for one another and show mercy to one another, but we do that publicly. We demonstrate that to the world around us. The third thing, we can break the fourth wall. This is evangelism. This is where we turn to the world and we tell them what God has done. And evangelism is really the frontier of the church's work. If you want to know what the future of the church in America looks like, that will be contingent on the future of how faithful we are in evangelism. I, I promise you, I, I, and I, I mean this, and people at Mosaic can tell you, I am unequivocally, unashamedly committed to saying that the future of the church in America is an evangelistic future. And it's not the evangelism of Billy Graham revivals and tent meetings and large events. It is the evangelism of you going to your neighbor, going to your roommate, going to the person who lives down the hall at the apartment complex, going to your coworker and saying, would you like to learn how to follow Jesus with me? And being okay 
if that is socially awkward for you. Evangelism. Evangelism is how you have received the gospel. If people did not evangelize, you would not be a Christian because no one would have told you the good news of the gospel. Paul in Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. How will they hear if nobody preaches to them? Who is going to preach the good news of the gospel? Who gave you the gospel? Okay, now who gave them the gospel? Now who gave them the gospel? Now who gave them? You can go all the way back and do you know what you'll find at the tree? You're going to find Jesus giving the gospel to the disciples, the disciples giving the gospel to new disciples, and so on and so on and so on. Who's going to give the gospel to the world around us? That's the question for you and I. So evangelism, disciple making, uh, spiritual friendship, spiritual friendship, engaging in friendship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. I uh, have often said the church doesn't give you a new group of friends. It gives you a new family. You have to build friendships in that group, and that requires fellowship, which requires invitation and interruption that you receive and invitation and interruption that you extend. Spiritual friendship. Uh, walking in wonder. This is, this is theological and biblical reflection. We don't just consider the things of God when we've gathered together. We go out from that gathering trying to continue to cultivate um, that wonder, can cultivate that worship, cultivate that praise that we have been reminded about. So let me give you a basic example of this. You hear the preached word of God. If that's the only way that you consume God's word on a weekly basis, you are going to have very low degrees of delight in Jesus because you're not listening to his voice. It's a song that you're forgetting the moment you walk out of the room. But one of the ways that we can continue to cultivate that is through continued theological and biblical reflection. Hopefully your muscle for that stronger here at the end of the Forge program than when you started. And then two things that I love, church planting, international missions. Uh, how does the church scatter? Through planting churches. Some of you may be called to go plant churches. I, I pray that you are. Uh, if not you, I pray that your children would be church planters. Maybe some of you are called to go overseas to the nations to bring the gospel. God has called his church to send out missionaries. Maybe you, as those who have been entrusted with greater theological knowledge, maybe the spirit will spark that in your heart. I pray that he would. And if not you, maybe your children. Maybe he will do that with your children, but praying that God would continue to raise up in our churches in Eastside and Mosaic and all the churches in North Texas, greater uh, fervency for church planting and for international missions so that unengaged people can be engaged with the gospel and unreached people can have the gospel brought to them. We want to see that. We pray that God would do that in our midst. So the church gathers to remember and rehearse the mighty acts of God together, but then it scatters to declare those things to the world, to declare those things to the world. And as disciples are made, they are baptized, publicly brought in to identity with the church of God in Jesus, and then they begin to practice their gatherings, with a significant part being receiving the Lord's Supper, so that weekly they renew the covenant that God has made with them and been celebrated in baptism. All right, that's the lecture. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you. Uh, I hope we get to have some good discussion about it in the days ahead. Persevere, brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, in the Forge program. Finish what you've started. Let your yes be yes. I know that you can do it, and I'm proud of you for continuing so far. I hope it's been a blessing to you. All right, we'll see you guys in the weeks ahead.